All right, what's going on? Welcome to the Rare Breed Podcast. I have my guy, Sean Pachowski on. Sean is a friend of mine. We met in, in the business realm. Cool dude. Um, he's he's a money lender, mortgage broker. Uh, he's here in Vegas with me. He's a dad. He's a husband. And he's he's pretty tall. I, I, I'm a tall dude. I'm about 6'5". <laughs> You don't see a lot of dudes our height. He's up there too. Um, swole cat too. He's got some muscle, got some size on him. Not some little scrawny dude, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, anything you want to, you know, let the crew let let the people know who, anything about you? Yeah, man. Well, first off, thank you for having me, man. Um, I've watched as you've launched this. And, oh, have you? Yes. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, and. You know, really was just kind of waiting for my at bat. Really, you know, you and I—it's been a couple times. Well, we've met. You know, every time we we meet, we were talking. You know, before jumping on, it's it's just always about business. Where it's is that like a networking event or something like that? So, you know, it's 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 really nice to be able to connect with people that you know that you connect with right off the bat. You know, what I mean, from the first time that we met, like it was like, "What up?" You know, we're yeah. like homies, and you yeah. don't get that with everybody. So. You know, it's it's a pleasure to be on here, and you know, I really admire you know things that you're talking about and the messages that you're trying to deliver and everything that you're doing to to help. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, I've I've been in um, real estate for 19 years, so that's uh, that is what I do for a living. Um, I'm a hard money lender, and so um, you know, it allows me to really stay within that space in all different spectrums, which I really love. So, um, I'm a father of twin boys nine-year-old twin boys, uh, identical twin boys. And just to kind of like shotgun this show into like a fun direction, my, my wife who I'm married to now, we don't have kids together, but she has triplet girls. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, so they're 18. Um, and so, yeah, we roll deep, man. Um, I'm originally from California. I live here now in Vegas. We still have a house in California, so it's nice to be able to go back and forth, but I'm here full time with my kids and my wife is actually uh, she's a hairstylist. So she's transitioning her career, which I spent really like the last three years doing for myself. Um, she's now starting that process and spending more time here than in California. And we're kind of, you know, trying to trying to iron that out. So, oh, you guys are long distance. Yeah. Yeah. So Dang. she'll. So for the longest time, it was me coming here for when I would have my boys. And then I would go back home. So I was like probably three weeks and then a week here, maybe not even that in Vegas. Um, and then as I got more custody, you know, of course it, it changed. Um, but yeah, so right now we'll do, she'll be here for like two weeks and then she'll go there and kill it for two weeks and then two weeks or three weeks here. And she's, you know, she's spreading her time, but she's here predominantly mm. in, in California. Right. So it's, it's nice and hard sometimes, you know what I mean? It's, I almost want to stay on like a permanent week, I think would be quite, kind of cool, you know? Um, <laughs> but to have that time away from, you know, just to have to yourself, to be able to just hustle and go to sleep and, you know, not be the person who has to know everything all the time. It's, you know, it's relaxing. I, I, I was going to say, dude, <laughs> if, if you had your wife, for a family for like three weeks, and then you have like a week with no distractions, you could probably crush big time 
when you could just focus on work. Yeah. Or your yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's that's uh, I'm excited to move into this year because all of this is is new to us, you know. And so the time that we spend, it's been an adjustment. And now I feel like we're really clicking, getting to that point to where we can like dial in, like everyone's taken care of. You know, we were able to buy a house here in Vegas, you know, which was huge. You know, so we've got that, you know, that set. We've got home base. Um, you know, we've got, you know, my work's going well. So, you know, we've got that. And, you know, we've got more of a, a pattern down. Her girls graduated high school last year. So we were waiting on that. So now that they're like kind of starting to fly off on their own, one has a boyfriend, you know, they're mm -hmm. doing they're doing their thing. Like mom's getting home and she's like, dude, I'm fucking here by myself. Like nobody's even here with me. Like I need to be with my husband, you know? So it's all, it's all starting to just work out. But yes, it is nice. <laughs> okay, so dude, so Ben, this now you just set everything up. So first, first, I kind of want to just touch on the men stuff, the the growing up and 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 that, and then I want to talk about the relationship you had with the um, the twins, and then talk about your wife, and that's kind of that's the flow I think will work. So. Uh, let me ask you, bro. So, how you know my content now, man? You know, you know what's a, what it's about. I didn't have a dad growing up. Didn't have direction. Didn't have leadership. Basically, everything I was taught from like a woman. Um, are you familiar with the red pill? Red pill, like community yeah, yeah. at all? Yeah, yeah. In Menosphere? okay. So you can use yeah. some of the, some of the stuff, the, the, the vernacular I'll use. You'll probably know. So you you come across like a Chad, bro. You know what a Chad is? I don't know the definition, but yeah, like some of this stuff that you're talking about, like I'm, you're probably going to drop game because I don't, I've never like looked into it far to where like I'm learning all this stuff, but it's being within the community or listening to people like you, you hear this stuff and you pick up and you're like, hey, you know, explain it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Chad is basically like, when you think of, of guys, um, the, you're the kind of guy who like good looking. And like girls naturally just came to you. You didn't have to work much or naturally just, you know, to call top of the food chain, just, did you have any problems with, with ladies or, or is that, is it, no. do I have that completely wrong? <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like uh, I excelled in that department. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't too tough for me. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome, man. So um, what do you, what do you think about, cause I, everyone in this community is so focused on women and girls and stuff like that. It's like the focus of their life. So this is, this is kind of like how I present how, how, what guys should be focusing on. Um, mm -hmm. Booty's cool, right? Coochie's what I, I get it, right? We're, we're, we're driven for that. But like, this is what I want. I want to express to guys. You need to be going out there and chasing excellence, finding your purpose, chase skill sets. Like, especially like from 18 to like 30, that's really what you should be focusing on. Um, what's going to happen is you're out there chasing excellence. You're out there chasing your skill set. You're, you're trying to be the best version of you. Women are going to come. I don't care if you're a Chad or not. That's what's going to get women to notice you. Ambition and seeing that you're out there doing stuff. Dork or not. Chad or not. We can fix the dork. I, I'm like, I can, you look like a dweeb, right? Because there's yeah. dudes out there that are like, 
dweeby. They make good money, but they're still not have no success with the women because they got to change how they look. But dude, if you can go yeah. out there and you chase your purpose, what do you what do you say to to, to that that approach I have for people? So. You know, I, when you ask me stuff like that, I think a lot about my about my guys, my little guys, you know, and what I would tell them. And, and I would I would tell them exactly that right in line with that. You know, my kids, my boys are already super good looking in their class. They're already taller than, you know, than everybody. They're already in you know very competitive uh, football leagues like they're already excelling in school. They're already doing well. And so, you know, this is probably going to be a conversation I'll need to have with with them. But 100 percent, man. All those women from that age bracket are a fucking waste of time anyways. You know, Why? Um, you, you know, I the amount that we've gone through in that age bracket or in that time frame, you know, I didn't get married until just a year and a half, two years ago. The first the first woman I've ever been married to. Yeah. So I, I waited a while, man. I I just I couldn't see myself getting I just couldn't I just couldn't see myself settling down with someone at that time and now that you bring it up the way that you have i wasn't my i wasn't fully myself and developed and confident and in my space to where i feel like i would have been the best version of myself for someone right and i truly believe that you attract what you are period the end and so you know, trying to deliver that message to someone that's like a younger guy that's coming up in the game, right? It, I, it might fall on deaf ears because they already think either they're the shit or they may just not really comprehend that they have so much. Like if they just focus on learning, focus on their skill set, focus on being a good man and just developing, the women, regardless of what category you're in, are going to come regardless. And it's going to be the quality of female that you want, that you want to stick around, that you want to have in your life. Somebody that's going to better your life, man. There's so many women and I don't want to sound like negative towards women. I love women. I love my wife. I have a, a really great relationship and a great marriage, but there are so many women that just, they don't have value. They don't have it. They're, they they don't they're not an ad to your life and most of the time you're going to find those women in your younger years because they still think that their pussy is the most powerful thing that they have and that it's the most important thing when That's you get a little bit older that. yeah <laughs> yeah you get a little bit older and you're like i've already been through that shit you know right what, I mean? <laughs> what do you have to bring to the table like cool mm. we're gonna fuck. that's cool I'm, i already know that but what else do you have yes you know what 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 are some things that you look for as a guy like to the to the guys that are that are sitting here listening to you and they're like okay bring value what are what are a couple of things that you would say she has to have x y and z is there anything you can be like if you don't have this i'm not even talking to you or is there do you have anything like that like a, a non-negotiable would i would i would definitely jump into their career career right off the bat like what do you do for work that's that's my number one. And you know, it I don't think that they need to be a high-end executive. I don't have like a certain job skill set that they need to have, but are they dedicated and are they focused and do they have goals? You know, someone who has a good career path or is focused, they're going to have all that. 
you know? And so for me, what that transcends into is being able to uh, set goals within my relationship with you. You know, it's going to mean if you're, if you're a professional woman and you're growing your career, they have thicker skin as well. That means that I'm probably going to be able to have difficult conversations with you. That means that I'm probably going to be able to tell you the things that you don't want to hear. And it can be a constructive conversation, you know? So those are all the things that, that, that I feel that come from that. And that's really a number one for me is to see where their mindset is in their career path. So that's super important. Okay. Dope, man. That's interesting. I have a, I have a different point of view on that. And I I definitely want to talk about it a little later. Um, I'm just trying to see, um, is there any, is there any thing like negative you can say, like you, like, you can't have this and I, or I'm out. You can't have a negative or bad relationship with your parents or your dad specifically for me. I've never met a female that had a bad relationship with their dad or a negative relationship with their dad that ever had their fucking head on straight. That's Ooh, just my experience. Daddy, daddy issues, huh? Yeah, I can't deal with that, man. I mean, everybody has issues and that's fine. You know, we all have baggage, but that for me, I've just never been able to work through someone, a, a female, at least that's, that's had some serious issues in that, in that category. Dude, unfortunately, man, I've, I've dated quite a few women that had that issue. And I wish I would have known what you're kind of talking about um, back then, dude. I, 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 I don't I can't stress you how important it is. And when I go back and look at like my girls, my girlfriends who had a great relationship with their dad and the ones that did it, oh my God, massive yeah, difference. And the girl you get, it's day and night. All, all of them yeah. who had a good relationship with the dad, we got along great. They, I actually, my the girlfriend I had Dude, the girlfriend I had when I got right out of high school. Oh shit, it's lagging a little bit. Is it lagging for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so maybe it's just on my. She wanted to get married. She's wifey. It scared me. I didn't know how to be any. I wasn't ready for any of that stuff. Yeah. So I, sure. I I stopped dating those. It's I, I think back. I, that's what happened to me. I stopped dating girls who were wives. Who or who wanted that? Because I was like, I don't want to either. I don't know kids. I don't want responsibility. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't even know how to be a man. And so when I started dating, the opposite. Girls with, who didn't want that. Bad dads yeah. and, you know, daddy issues kind of come in line, man. Not always, but a yeah. lot of times. So interesting. Interesting revelation, man. Yeah. It's kind of to piggyback on what you're, what you're saying, one of our, uh, so you'll hear me refer to my stepdaughters as my daughters, man. They're, they're my homies, dude. So I don't even, I just throw out the step bullshit. Um, but one of our daughters, they, she's had a boyfriend all the way through high school. We fucking love this dude, man. Good cat. He's going to, his parents, like, we're really good friends with his parents. Like I'm homies with his dad, you know? Um, Whoa. and yeah. And they just recently, she broke up with him and they've been together for like a couple of years. Oh, and it's funny because even as like me 
her dad and I, like, went, as we've talked about it, and even her mom and his, like, everyone's in line, exactly to what you're saying. It's like, he's 18, man. He doesn't even know how to, he doesn't even know the lessons yet. But neither right. does she, right? Like, neither no, of you do, right. you know? And it's, it's unfortunate because at this time, their love is probably like as pure and innocent mm. as it could as it could be, right? Right. They yeah. haven't experienced, you know, managing finances and living, you know, having to fucking buy food and this and that. They haven't mm. they haven't incorporated real stress into their shit yet, you know? So it sucks because that love is so like genuine, you know, but all of us are like, we really hope that they come back but they have to spend this time in getting to know themselves. And especially for me, I'm saying, dude, you need to find out who you are right now. Like one of the yeah. things like, and I hope my daughter doesn't listen to this, but one of the things that she doesn't like is that some of, some of, some of his homies are in college, dude. That's a different lifestyle, dude. And so she's like, I don't want you going and hanging out with your friends. And I'm like, I, oh, I tell my wife, frat like, boy party. If, so I'm telling my wife, I'm like, dude, if some girl told the boys that at that age, you know what I would tell our boys? Tell this bitch to kick rocks. You need to Too be young. out there with your homies. Have fun. Too young. So it's tough, man. So I, yeah, it's that age is, is really tough. That, that bracket is really tough. You know, there's a lot to learn. Yeah, man. So uh, you said about the dad issue. So let me ask you, how, how was your dad in your life? Was he there for you? Did, did you, how, how the, how'd your like upbringing, how was that? So my parents were divorced when I was in fifth grade and my, I, I actually, my dad is an addict. He's an alcoholic and I have the deepest sincere um, sympathy for that disease. I do. Um, it's, it's a, it's a really bad disease. Um, not just alcoholism, but being dependent, you know, on substances and anything really, you know, whether it's gambling, it could be anything, you know, that disease will grab your ass, man. And it's, it'll ruin you. So my dad was around, but he wasn't really present, you know, mm, okay. um, I don't talk to him. I don't talk to him now. Um, oh, wow. You know, as I got older, yeah, I, I haven't talked to him in a few years. Why? And, um, so with someone who has substance issues, like there's a lot of bullshit that comes with it, of course, you know, without being said. So I, you know, I'll get random phone calls, crazy ass texts. And just as I've had my kids and had my family, I'm like, dude, I don't have space for this, bro. And like, I've tried warning him several times, like, look, you can't do this stuff to me anymore. Like you just can't, you know, like it's disrespectful. Like you're calling my, my phone at fucking three in the morning and I've got babies. I've got, you know, my wife, you know, my phone ringing at three in the morning, dude. The first thing that my wife thinks is not that it's my dad. Right. You know, so then <laughs> oh, I got to yeah, deal with that shit. That. You know what I mean? So um, it just got way too toxic. And what's he want? What's he, when he calls you, what is he, what is he asking for? Just, he wants to talk about the past and he's sorry. And then it's just like fumbling all over the place. Just stuff that just is really irrelevant really you know oh he's and feeling I, remorse I, he's feeling bad for being not there for i think him. so yeah yeah i think so and the thing is i've given him many chances bro like at one point 
you know, in my adult life, I let him live with me to try and like help him. And it was actually the first time he was sober for a year. Cause that was one of the things I'm like, oh. bro, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta stay clean. And he had already started that path. And so I was there to support him. You know, he lived at my house and you know, it's, it didn't work out, unfortunately, you know? So I'm, you know, it's, that's probably out of all the relationships that I don't have. Um, that's one that, you know, that kind of, that, that kills me a little bit, honestly, like it's still, it still hurts. Um, I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that I have like any issues from it because I've done a lot of self-work in, in understanding, like, you know, when, when I say that I have the deepest sympathy and sincerity for people with that disease is I had to go through from being a boy to a young man, to being a man with a family, like I needed to understand, like, what did I do? You know what I mean? Like, why was this guy like this towards me? What did I do? You know? And ultimately what it comes down to is understanding that disease, nothing, you know? And it's a, it's, it's a disease. That disease is like cancer. It's like, you know, it's, a, you know, list them all. It's, it's a bad disease, you know? So I've come to peace. I understand that there's really nothing that I could do or could have done. It really wasn't up to me, you know? And so, um, it, I think it's hard when you're, watching somebody um struggle through something like that because you want to help someone like that you know but to get to a point where you're like dude i can't do anything for you bro and so the best thing that i could do for myself and for my family is i got to cut you dude and it kills me to do that but unfortunately like in order for me to be the best version of myself like i can't have that in my space it can't it can't be here you know so you know what do you do yeah. I, I, I found it interesting that you keep calling alcoholism, drunkenness, whatever, a disease. I think that's kind of profound. So is there anything that, like, he was doing? Like, how was your childhood grew up? Did you, like, fifth grade, fifth grade, they got a divorce. But, like, would you come home and he, was he not working? Was he not providing? Was he abusive in any way? Was he just not yeah, there? So like, what, what? Yeah, so he he was abusive. I was smoking weed like with physically? my dad. Yeah, I was smoking weed and rolling joints with my dad when I was in like eighth grade, dude. Yeah. Oh, he's so. Yeah, dude. I mean, I would, I would come home and there would be people passed out in chairs in my house with fucking hundred dollar bills. I would just pick that shit up and take it, but what about because <laughs> they were just all. <laughs> They were just, no, for real, I would just take that shit. Boom, mine. People, <laughs> and, uh, you mean like dudes? Like he'd bring his yeah, homies back guys, to the house to drink all night? Yeah, guys, girls, yeah, they would drink, do speed. Yeah, women. They're all fucking cracked out, you know, like not, not really girls, you know. They're just women within that space. You know, they probably are sucking dick to get that shit. I don't know. So it's not just not just liquor. These people were like drug addicts, and this yeah. is almost like yeah. So what they call them. So yeah, there was ah. several times where you know, for whatever reason, dude would start fighting me. You know what I mean? And I've been in several. You know, that's really where I learned to fight was fighting my dad. And what it stopped? Yeah, it stopped. You had to when fight fucking, physically fight your dad several times, dude. Several times. What? Oh my gosh! Yeah. What's that? 
how heartbreaking and you're a kid yeah dude it was it was tough man it was really tough like i up until recently being married to my wife now like one of the things that i've told her is like i've never felt safe in my life uh, you know uh, ever coming home yeah. like wondering this motherfucker gonna try to throw down you know yeah so yeah i mean it didn't really stop dude until i started i started winning you know and that was tough dude when when you're a young man and you're like you find out that you could fuck your dad up it's not a good feeling man it really isn't you think you think that it would make you feel good but it doesn't you know it it didn't at all it 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 made things worse for me because it was like before i was like defending myself you know and i'd be like ah you know try to just forget about it and then the next day like it turned into like dude's got like i he looks like he got fucked up you know like i remember you know i won and it just feels bad it's not a good feeling i'm sitting here trying to imagine me coming home and i don't know what when i open that door i have no idea what's going to go down i don't know who's in there and the person that's supposed to protect me fight bringing drama and fights and fights like that's i could not imagine that bro like you bet you i guess i bet I wonder if you feel like I'd rather not have a dad than have this. I don't know. Several times. 100%. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how do you, bro, like, what affects... I don't even know where we're going to go here on this. What, 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 <laughs> how has that affected... I would imagine it would affect every part of your life. I would imagine, like, you go to school and someone runs his mouth. You're just creaming them because you're just, like, fidgety um yeah. relationships like even you dude as who do you that's your role model acting like that like god i don't even know like how did what 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 if what are some of the big effects and how you get over it how do you overcome stuff um you know to it, i actually it, it was the opposite for me i i got to experience such a dirty side of life that and when you're fighting a grown dude you know and you're going to school and 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 again like i was already above average in height and size you know and so i really didn't get fucked with a whole lot other than the <laughs> fact that i went to so many i went to four five different high schools in four years something like that so i mean other than trying to fit in you know shit happening you know that i i didn't get into a whole lot of fights outside of my house. I was actually more of a diffuser because I really understood what I could do. You know, I understood where I came from and I understood that I didn't want to be like that, well, you know? And yeah. so in terms of like relationship wise with women, um, I think that it probably had in a lot of instances, I was probably a little too soft when I was younger, you know, just trying to probably overcompensate for being away from all of that type of behavior, you know? Um, and so I didn't understand like the balance of, it's okay to be a man and be firm in your relationship, set boundaries, 
you know, mm. and, and lead, you need to do that. You know, like how important that was. I didn't understand that difference, you know, because I never had that example. Yeah. So what it does to me now as a father, my wife just said to me the other day, cause we were watching a movie and the dad, the dad in the movie is like kissing his grown ass son, you know? And she's like, that's totally going to be you. Like when your sons are older, I'm kissing them, <laughs> hugging them. Like I'm super affectionate with my boys. You like Tom Brady? You kiss him in the mouth. Mm, one of them won't make it me. out. The other one, <laughs> <laughs> one of them won't let me kiss him, except for like on the head. And then the other one, like I, it's been a while since I've given him like a kiss on the lips, but I'm constantly kissing him on the cheek, the head, uh, hugging him, telling him I love him, all that. So. You know, that's it, it definitely affected me, but I would say it was the opposite. Like I I tried not to be angry. I tried not to go down that because I knew that I needed to have that when I went home. Mm. Did you did you turn to alcohol yourself and, and substances? No. As a matter of fact, I went the opposite way. Um mm. and so my kids were were taken from me um when they were three by their mom um and we'll talk about that yeah yeah um you know rather than going down that road i went the opposite and i got super into working out i got super into building my mental awareness i got super into um all of that just really trying to dig in and figure out who the fuck I was because mm -hmm. these, these patterns kept happening. I now just had kids with a fucking toxic woman, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah. for yeah. me, it was like, Oh my God, dude, I'm not going to rewrite my fucking past. I'm not doing this, you know, my, yeah. so to piggyback with my dad, I don't have a relationship with my mom either. I cut my mom out and oh, that's one person like both parents were, so my dad, not by choice. Yeah, my dad, not by choice, man. You know, like I would, I would, I would like to have him in my life on some healthy terms. My mom, hundred percent by my choice. I would actually probably piss on my mom's grave. Dang, I don't know if we have time to get into the, what she did. But <laughs> is there a Cliff Notes version? <laughs> She's just a super hardcore narcissist. Um, and I think when you feel like when you've dealt with someone that's a narcissist, like to that level, um, it's th those people are just terrible people, terrible mm. people. Um, I'll preface a story just to kind of give the audience like, because I, I, again, I'm at peace with that. 100% at peace with that. That has no bearing on my relationship with my wife, my kids. In fact, I encourage my kids to have a relationship with their grandma. I'm just not in the triangle. I'm removed. So the relationships that she has is with them directly. It just doesn't include me. I don't talk shit on her. I don't say negative things to my kids about my mom. I've just removed myself. But to kind of quick story, before my wife um, moved back to Vegas, or my wife, I'm sorry, chick was never my wife. My kids, my kids' parents. Baby mama. She... <laughs> Yeah, my baby mama, she, we had a conversation one morning and it was, hey, this isn't working. I had a meeting in Orange County. We were in Temecula at the time, which is about like a 45 minute drive. 
Okay. Went to my meeting, came home. My kids are gone, dude. I had just, and she knew I had just put a $6,000 envelope of cash in my backpack in our closet. I fucking got this sick feeling in my stomach. I, I, I'm looking around. I, I just, something seemed off. I ran up to the closet. Shit's gone. Cash is gone. I'm fucking calling her, calling her, calling her. No pickup, right? Finally, she picks up. I'm like, hey, what's up? Where, where are you? I can't tell you where I'm at, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, Sean. I'm like, oh, yeah, we just had that conversation this morning. Thank you. Like, I'm glad that you, got, that you understood what I was talking to you about. But where are the kids? What's going down? Long story short, this chick hid out for five days. I had no idea where my kids were. My mom knew. They were staying at my sister's house. I was calling my mom, crying, freaking out. My mom knew the whole time. My mom was actually in communication with her, knew exactly where my kids were and where their mom was. Didn't tell me. That's the type, that's like, the type of person you do. Taking, taking, she was to see, take a side of the woman over her own baby boy. Yeah. And that happened my entire life. My entire life. So there's that. <laughs> well, dude, man. Yeah. I'm, dude, I'm sorry, bro. You got both ends. Or, or, or yeah, jacked, you know bro. what, That's, though, bro? You're an amazing dude, though. You know what, dude? This is really why I was excited to jump on here with you because I think topics like these and I think like men like us that are open to talking about stuff like this, sometimes we can get like a false image, like like we're haters, you know? And we're not. We're not. I've done an insane amount of work on myself to be a better person in this world. You know, I realize the gifts that I have, the gifts that I've had, the opportunities that I have. And, you know, I've done everything that I could to be better, you know? And so I genuinely look at my upbringing all the way up to where I'm at now. And I thank God for for giving me these experiences because I, I, I feel that he's set this path to put me right here. Now I have two boys yeah. that will be men and I have an opportunity to give them a quality life and to give them the best and hopefully set them into this world to further build the kingdom and to be good men to good women, to have good families. And, you know, I don't know if I would be able to say all this if I hadn't gone through the experiences in life and, and, and the way that I was brought up. I don't think that I would. I wouldn't think that I would be able to value my wife as much as I do, you know? So I'm thankful for all of it, dude. All of it. Did it hurt? For sure, bro. Like, I'm not. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Plenty of times growing up where it was, you know, it, it was hurt, you know, but I'm thankful for where I'm at and the experiences that I've had. Dude, that's, that's, that's sick, bro. You know, you, you going the opposite direction from what you grew up. There's a, there's a story, man, that comes to mind. There's this, there's this dad, maybe similar to yours. As the story goes, like he comes, he's drunk. He comes home and he drinks heavily and then Hits his wife, beats up the wife, beats up the kid every day. Every day has two boys. He has two boys, right? And 
what happens is one of the boys, just like his dad, drinks all the time, comes home, beats his wife. That kind of kind of a life, right? The other one never drank, never did anything. It's like a doctor with a whole different path. And they asked two boys. So, uh, hey, you know, why did you grow up and be an alcoholic? He says, because I watched my dad. The other one's like, Dude, okay, so why did you never take a drink? Why are you, 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 you're successful? Why didn't you go down the same path? He says, because I watched my dad. And you took Super the path powerful, of, the, of the other one. That's so kudos to you, bro, because you had every excuse in the world to be, uh, I'm not, not necessarily towards that, be a piece of shit, be a bad father, yeah. be on drugs, running the same life. You, you, you have every excuse to be bro, going I down had, that path, you know? In, in ninth grade, dude, I, if I wanted speed or cocaine, like I had it, all I had to do was go into the next room, open a drawer, you know? So... Yeah, man, I want to relay that message. You know, I want, especially if anybody's listening to this, you know, and you're in a scenario where you feel like there's really like no way out. Like, I promise you, I promise you that there is. I promise you it fucking sucks. Like, I'm not even like, there's no sugarcoating, like the path to getting out. It's hard. It is. But Everything on the opposite side, it's so worth it, man. And you just have to really make that choice. You just have to really lock in and make that choice. And what makes it even more difficult is the people that you try and distance yourself from when you come from that type of background, dude, they'll keep grabbing. They'll keep trying to pull you back in. They'll make you feel like you're mm -hmm. fucking crazy. They'll make you feel like all your ideas are like worthless. They'll make you feel like, what? You can't do that. You know, you can. I promise you, you can do it. Hmm. Awesome, man. Um, I kind of want to transition, man, to the ladies. Your, 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 you know, the baby mama and your wife now. So, uh, in in your relationships, well, so actually, let's let me. I was going to ask another question first. Let me just ask this. So, the first girl that you got, you know, you're. I think you said you were like in your thirties. And you got two kids with, right? Mm -hmm. She was she the bottle service, bottle service yeah. girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, okay. She was the bottle service girl, right? So, what what made you choose her? Was it a good choice? Would you do it again? How how that work? Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't do it again. Um, you know, which is tough to say when you have kids with someone, right? Because like, obviously, I have this end product that's amazing, right? Um. Uh, it was a point in my life where I had I had jumped so deep into myself and working out and really, really working on being a better version of myself. And I was in, I grew up in Fullerton. It's a small town in Orange County. There's a college in that, in that town. It's a fun town, dude. And I had pretty much run through everything I could at that point, you know, and so I was ready to kind of move on. And here comes this female from out of town. She was in good shape. Um, good looking at the time. How was she I, at the time? So she is four years older than I am. 30, oh, you got a girl older. 39. 
<laughs> yeah. My wife now is older than I am as well. I mean, oh, you just, like you like older. <laughs> <laughs> At the grandma's up in oh. here, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, and <laughs> it was a Friday night, and um, I had I had seen this girl before. She's friends with a friend of mine, and it was like that was the girl from Vegas, right? Everyone is trying to fuck her, right? So I wasn't. But all of my group of friends were like, like she was like, you know, the girl from out of town, right? And one Friday, I was at the gym on a Friday night, and so was this chick. And it just so happens that same night, I met up with my with my buddy at a at a bar that my my other buddy owned, which you know we would meet up there all a lot. And so happens she was in town staying at his house, and she had shown up as well. And so Staying at his house, like they were dating. No, there's best friends. That's, that's kind of another thing for me, dude. If I could just add chicks with dude, best friends, if you're good looking, like, eh, it's a big red flag. Stay clear. Yeah. Stay clear from them. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I didn't think anything of it, bro. Like I was just really kind of like, I remember being kind of tired. I was going home. And we're walking out and literally she was like, so are you going to get my phone number? And I was kind of like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, we'll hang out. And so hung out. And so like, I feel like I landed like the hot girl. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, wow. Holy shit. Like that's this is happening to me right, shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we just, we, we hit it off and, um, you know, narcissists are like chameleons, man. They'll blend in. They'll be who you. They'll be who who they need to be. And so, it, everything went really fast. You know, within the first year of us dating, we got pregnant. Yeah. And yeah, and she. So she was. She had moved or trans. She was already moving to California. She was opening a bar. She was retiring from the bottle service game. And so she was now living in California, I should say. So like she wasn't living in Vegas when I had met her. She was living in California. Mm. So it all just kind of mm. happened from there, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so and then what happened? You guys just like things didn't work out and yeah what's what's going on with this custody thing like yeah so <laughs> things didn't work out um we we ended up splitting when we when my kids were three so it was a short relationship we had kids everything moved really fast yeah and um you know when it comes to like we talked about earlier women who have no value you know, no matter, you can only cam, you can only mask that for so long, but like this chick literally had no value. Like her entire work career was bartending, you know, which I don't give a fuck. If you're a bartender, go bartend. Like I'm cool with that. Make your money. You know what I mean? But like, she didn't want to do that. And so she couldn't find any, she couldn't find anything else that like she was good at 
or that clicked for her. And so it was like just dead weight. And once she had kids, dude, her mind was gone, dude. Fucking crazy. One person one day resembled my mom a lot. And so it didn't sit well with me. Didn't sit well with me. And so the day that morning when she took my when she took my kids and we had that conversation was i told her like you know i don't this this isn't gonna work like we need to go around separate this chick looked me straight in the fucking face and was like i'm gonna take you for everything that you have oh and i was like like, okay yeah like i was trying to offer i'm like i'll pay for you know you and the boys to live here like you stay here i was like trying to like what what can i do you know so Come to find out, as I moved here back to Vegas, this is maybe two years now, two and a half years now, I'm talking to a buddy of mine and I'm explaining to him this same story. And he's like, oh, bro, you got got. And I'm like, yeah, How, what, what do you mean by that? So it's with, it's a thing here with women like that in that industry. I mean, really, they don't have any value, bro. Like, they make great money when they're here, dude. You know that. They're fucking balling. They're making great money. And they're part of a union, you know? So they can get set up on a retirement. But the thing is, is that if you think about it, they live in, like, a make-believe fantasy land their entire life. They work at night. Everybody that shows up to their world, their space, it could be whatever you want. Even if I'm living on my last $5,000 and I'm there with three other homies and we drop 15 grand on a table and say that I'm a fucking doctor from Pittsburgh, you know, like they don't know. They have no idea, you know, they're used to being told what, you know, how good they look. They're used to being hit on there. They can get anything that they want, anything, you know, they're in, you know, they're they're They have to look good, you know? And so, they're kind of like, you know, a sick animal, a sick cow or a sick horse. You know, this is an analogy, but like at the end of their lifespan, like rather than the owner caring for this thing that's sick, that has no value, they just fucking shoot them, put them out of their misery. Done. Golly. <laughs> and that's with these women. Like, I'm sure we're going to get some hate for this, but like the women in that industry, like unless they actually really get, because like they're working all night. And so they sleep all day. They're they're not in touch with the real world. They're not really building relationships that have substance behind them. And I'm not saying all of them. I bet if we threw it into a percent, it would be like 90% of them. You know, it's like this for 90% of them. So they get out and they're like, it's like they've been in fucking prison for 20 years. Like they're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And they go look for other jobs. What do they become? Realtors? Yeah. Real estate agents. Yeah, real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're so right, bro. You know how many realtors I've met. I'm like, but then you're working bottle service at Aria. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, oh I man, mean, dude, you hit it right on the nail. And you know what? <laughs> Mad love to the ones that make it, dude. Like for real, because that was. <laughs> You know that's what true. it is bro so if they don't make it in real estate <laughs> or whatever other career that they pick like it's like they're going and throwing their resume out there and they're like so what what do you do oh, i bartended 
for 15 years. Well, what else can you do? Nothing. So what do they resort to? The same thing that they've been doing for 15, 20 years. They throw their pussy out there and they go grab a dude. It's called you got they they got you. Oh they go my wife keeps saying trap, but it's not trapped, it's got. So they got you. So they will literally go find a dude, have kids with them, and fucking if it doesn't work out, guess what? They're getting money, they have kids, and they That's know that their they're retirement. gonna they're, they're patient. That's where it's at. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, what does he mean by he got got? So the girl, after she's used up, you know, our her, because usually we're trying to say, what you're trying to say is, you know, getting a job in Vegas, you got to be hot to be a bartender. Got to be hot. Got to look good. Boobs look good. After you, she's, you said she was 38. That's an old ass bartender, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's 22 year olds, 21 year olds every day. Like, I'm the I'm 20 years younger than her. Yep. They're gonna be like, Fresh. hit the door. She's got to go work at the strip club, or she's got to go go work at the, yeah. the some of the hotels. They have these, you know. I see some 50 year old, 60 year old cocktail waitresses. I'm like, golly, what are you, yeah. we don't want to see that. So she, yeah, one of the ways to get like, you know, her insurance because she mismanaged her earlier years is to go find a sucker. Have some kids. It doesn't work out. I got a paycheck. You feel like the sucker? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like, I don't know if she got me like she thought like, hey, you know, we'll have some good looking kids. Because at the time I was like, I was in lending. I was I was a lender at the time. And I was doing good for being a single dude, you know. But I mean, I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't a doctor. Like I wasn't like to be in that space, like, I feel like maybe, but, but then again, maybe not because that upper echelon, they just look at these chicks, like, get out of here. You know what I mean? So like, I would actually, it sounds like probably be a perfect candidate. Cause I'm like looking at this, like, oh, this bottle service girl from Vegas. Like, I don't know. Here's just this naive, you know, dude from Orange County, you know, that I had no idea, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I, I I would I would definitely tell dudes, hey man, you need to get a girl that's way younger than you. Um I dude, because I mean you got her at 38. This is just she's past she's all she's past the wall. The wall they said the wall's 30 years old. She's almost 40, no kids. So she's those eggs are like she's gotta have kids like right now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Typically, right? You want to go younger just so, you know, there's for just that right there, you know? Um, yeah. You would have kind of would have avoided that, but all right. Um, dang, dude. So you got a custody issue, right? There's a, um, she, yeah. so this, this is, this is, this is big for me, bro. Cause I got kids. A lot of dudes got kids. You weren't even married. Mm-mm. And you, when you guys split, Almost, it sounds like they treated it like you were married. Do you have to pay alimony, child support? How'd that work? No, I don't. I don't have to pay alimony. Um, so at the time when okay. we split, uh, I, I essentially had like what what would be like thirty to thirty five percent custody of my kids. God, that that's nothing. And that all, om- no, dude. It's and and this they automatically just gave it to her. Default, like the mom, boom. You know, and this is what they do to men. 
in this system is it's safer. So they think it's safer to say, mom here. And if this motherfucker wants more time and wants to fight his way out, Hey, we all win because we're all going to get paid. He's going to hire attorneys. The attorney's got to come to court. The judge got has to get paid through the, through the state. That's the fucking game. Everyone gets paid. So they need to run that fucking game. Right? So that's what I had. And I wasn't happy with that, man. I'm like, no, dude, fuck no, dude. I want my kids just the same amount of time as, as she does. And so I took her back to court. Well, I originally took her back to court because we went to court when she took my kids for five days. I had her in court in the next two days, two days later, I, I had her in court at that time. We ended up kind of talking outside of court and she manipulated me again. <laughs> I was just stupid, dude. Like I, I, and so we went in front of a mediator and we got our orders written up as everything was per mutual agreement. So mutual mm. agreement, mutual agreement, mutual agreement. So I was like, cool, you know, that's all that I want. You know, let's, let's just raise these kids, you know, let's just do the best, be the best parents that we can. Yeah. And so as time went on, my phone calls weren't getting picked up. I, you know, Hey, can I, you've had them for a day. Can I have them? No. Well, it says like, we need to share our kids. Well, yeah, it says it per mutual agreement and I don't agree. Oh, okay. Gosh. So then I had to take her to court and get a set schedule. That's when I had the 30, 35%. Then I was oh, like, oh, that's when they said 35%. The ruling yeah. went down. She gets, you get what? She gets, you get 35%. Yeah. That's basically what it boiled down to. And so I was like, this... no. so it got worse. Like this chick would show up. I'd have my kids at church. She would literally show up, dude, and take my kids, dude. And from day one, bro, and I want from to the daycare listening. No, dude, I would be walking out in the parking lot and she would be there. And of course, the boys would like run up, mom, you know, run up to her, and then she would just start walking off with them and be like, Where are you going? Oh, well, what? I'm, I'm taking, yeah, dude, she would just take them, bro. Oh, no, bro, no, and hell no, from bro. day one, no, nah, bro, there you go fly. Let me tell you the best thing that I never, <laughs> that I, that dude. Let me tell you the struggle. Rod Woods in jail. (laughs) Uppercutting. Bro, Bro, that's, and that's the type of church that I want to deliver. It's church, bro. At church. Dude, it took everything. I'm going to try. I'm going to freak out. I never did, bro. I never did. (laughs) I just was like, at that that point in time, I'm like, all right. Because as a male, if I freak out, if I do one thing, dude. One it's over. If we do one thing. Done. Over, bro. Done. Domestic violence charge. You know how many jobs you cannot get if you have a domestic? I could, I, did, I was unbelievable, bro. So so so, bro. Oh my gosh, bro. The, this is this is huge. I, guys need to hear this because what's going to happen if you have kids with a woman? If you don't protect yourself, they're automatically going to get seventy five percent. Or in your case, sixty something percent, and yeah. oh man, wow! Automatically, so like, what? Go ahead. Well, it gets worse at that. So I kept fighting. I kept taking her back to court because I wanted more custody. We literally, we were in mediation because you have to go to mediation before you see the judge. It's like part of the yeah. process. 
And the mediator was basically getting to the point with this chick, like, why wouldn't this man be able to have custody of the kids? Like, what, what is it? Like, I'm not understanding why you guys both shouldn't have shared custody of your kids. And it was going in my direction. And this chick goes, you know what? I'm actually going to move away anyways. And the guy's like, wait, what? Yep. I'm going to file for a move away. I'm moving back to Las Vegas. And the mediator goes, well, I guess we're done here. No, Harry. No, wait. You got to talk to, because she had six. Can she move away with, with you having 35%? No. So there's a process to that. So now I'm deep in the system, bro. Deep. So she hired some lesbian fucking lawyer that wore a suit that had a hair like mine. Was it pink? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking her <laughs> uncle Jill. Um, and so she played the part, dude. Uncle Jill acted like she was on welfare, <laughs> bro. It, all the things, dude. We had to go through an evaluation. The evaluation. The evaluator, she got to pick the evaluator. Come to find out, these evaluators, it's like, if you could relate being in real estate, it's like, remember when we got to pick appraisers? Or remember, like, we get to pick title? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, you I link slide up an extra hundred and I get my appraisal. Yeah, you link up, dude. And that's how it is with these evaluations and these evaluators. Uh, that's correct. So it's super fucking corrupt. So the evaluation comes back that, so this, their mom, went and got offer letters from like five different spots here in Vegas. None of them, which I might add, she ever worked for ever after the fact ever went and got all this shit, dude. And just painted this story. Like my life will be so much better. I can't find a job here in California. I'm not from here. I'm it's just, you know, better opportunity, you know, all, you know, cheaper living, blah, 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 this and that. And so the evaluation leaned in her favor. And so she was granted from the court to be able to move to Las Vegas. Wow. Destroyed me, dude. I remember going home that day from court, laying in my kid's bed, and I didn't get out of my kid's bed until the next day. Wow. Wow. I couldn't imagine, dude. It was so, tough. bro. Like, could you have could you have protected yourself from that in any way? Both, yeah. You know. Oh, ha. Huh. Well, I was naive. I was super naive. Um, and I think, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, not that I'm white, but here's just a white dude grew up in Orange County. You know, I didn't really grow up in any systems. I didn't have to experience, you know, the way that, you know, the system treats other races, which, you know, is real. I never experienced any of that. So there's like racism towards white dudes. No, to males for sure in the court system. White males. But my point to this, mm -hmm. yeah, to my my point to this is, I was so naive, dude. I'm like, I'm a great father. I I don't have any history of anything criminal. Um, no drug history. There's, I don't know why they would want to take my kids from me. Like I have, I, I'm trying to see them as much and as often as I can now. Like there's just absolutely no way. 